Hello and welcome to Wonder Pod, episode 176. It's a two-man show tonight. And better yet, for those of you that like it, it's a two-man show plus adult beverages. John and I both are drinking beer this evening. So you just heard me t- you just heard me say his name. He's here like he is every week. It's John. It's John. John is here with a fine brew. Just pop the cork. It's time to get Wonderpodden. Where'd you go, Bruce? Did I give you a fright? What the hell was that? That was the cork. Did I did it oh. too loud? No, it was fine, and I'm hoping my coughing didn't <clears throat> screw it up because something went. I don't know what the hell, whether I swallowed a bug or what, but dude, I just started coughing like a crazed maniac. <laughs> I, was, I, I heard you started coughing, but I, I, I thought I'd give, I thought I'd given you a fright with the big pop. I didn't know because I had it pretty close to my mic. <laughs> well, let's just hope it works. I'm gonna cut some of that out, but <clears throat> I apologize. No, I don't know whether there was a bug in here or something went down. It, it's not down the wrong pipe. It was just boom. Anyway. Hopefully John's cork pop got in there because that was kind of the whole point of the opening. Um, and this drunk cast is off to a stellar start. I can tell this show already. The show is going to be awesome. <laughs> and it is recording, by the way. For those of you that have appeared on the show in the past and been bitten in the ass by that, it is recording. I am like almost <clears throat> communist paranoid about it. I'm looking at the recorder bar like every two seconds. Um... So, okay, coughing fit, cork pop, okay, we're good. That is going to be good. a motherfucker to edit, I can tell already. Uh, <laughs> so, yep. we're, we, we're doing what we've been playing, and I, I think you had better, because I've heard from a couple folks, you'd probably better talk about Rayman first. <laughs> All right. And I'm actually kind of curious to hear about Rayman. I'm curious to hear about your impressions, and then, and then now he's almost kind of become your gaming sidekick. You can't do these kind of... Uh, family games without him i'm kind of curious to hear what sir peter thought of rayman legends mm, well well rayman legends uh just, just to give you guys out there uh some background about uh my 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 anticipation of this game well this was uh rayman Legend, legends was supposed to come out on the wii u uh back i think it was in february and because of the you know the the, the slow wii sales and that kind of stuff I think that was uh, Rayman Legends became less of a Wii U exclusive and became a multi-platform game. And in doing so, they decided to hold off on the release until September. So lo and behold, September has come, and since then we've had several um, demos on the Wii U eShop that are available to us, one of which was just three levels, and then they updated it with extra challenges and some some more stuff for you to fiddle around with, uh, which is pretty good. It was a bone thrown to the Wii U users. And so now the game is finally here. And I will say um, it's really good. <laughs> it's probably, if, you know, before the Wind Waker comes out, I think if it's out now, I think, on the eShop and coming out uh, first week of October on disc. Um, before that game, I would have to say that Rayman Legends is probably the definitive game that should be selling Wii U's right now. Because um, just like the demo uh, promised, it's it's um, the touchscreen stuff in this game uh, is honestly it's, it's it's so fun and integrated so well into the gameplay. It's it's really the 
it's it's right now it's the game that justifies the Wii uh, gamepad, and that, having a touch screen. The oh, it's not uh, the word is not it's not asynchronous gameplay. It's uh, I heard it described as like almost like parallel gameplay where you're playing the same level and one person is looking at it in one way and, and everyone else is looking at it a different way. So uh, so Ray- Rayman Legends plays it looks a lot like Origins. He said that it's a, it's a lot more, a lot better lighting. There's a lot more detail. Uh, it's and there's, I know one thing I noticed right away that, is that there's a lot of layers. So you have you know the, the the 2D plane that of course Rayman and the other characters are jumping and platforming in, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the foreground. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background, and uh, I think I think this would actually be an interesting game to play in 3D. Uh, which is weird for me to say because I'm not a big supporter of 3D, but the way that they, they present it is really full of depth and really lush and lots of nice colors. Like it's just like Origins. It's a, it's a beautiful game. Um, but the, on, on the gamepad, what's really neat as well, like the, the way the gamepad kind of inter- integrates is that uh, you, you might be playing multiplayer, say, like for me, Peter, and Wanda, the three of us are playing, and then the person holding the gamepad, depending on the level, will be uh, switched to this little, like, Firefly kind of guy named Murphy. And then, so that person stops looking at the television and looks down at the gamepad. And so they're in- interacting with things in the environment. So they're cutting ropes, they're uh, raising and lowering platforms for the other players to be able to move forward. And you know, I, you know, you can you can tickle enemies and make them laugh. So you can, I think, like let's say there's a big ogre with a shield that you can't get past. Well, you tickle him and he'll start laughing and and move his shield out of the way, and then they can go in and give him a big smack. And you know, it's really it's really fun that way. And there's some levels that get pretty intense in in the speed at which you have to you know interact with the environment and and protect your fellow players. Um, and, and so much, in fact, actually, that it gets to be a little bit too much for my three-year, three-year-old Peter uh, when he's trying to do it. In that, and it's not, and it's not so bad. Like for me, I'm a, I'm a patient person, and I will try to guide him as uh, along. And you know, I, I, it doesn't frustrate frustrate me very much <laughs> to have to repeat a level over and over so that he can see what he's missing. Like for example, there was one level where, like, there's uh, you have to go up. Um, in this in this in this particular level, and there's like um, a circular blue ball that allows you to jump onto it, and then it bounces you to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. But let's say there's five balls, and three of them are actually enemies. Three of them are actually eyeballs with spikes that you have uh, that he as the player has to tap to make the eye shut and and be, and return to being a bouncy uh, surface. Rather than something that will kill you, <laughs> and so, and so, for it was one point where we were playing this level over and over and over because Peter didn't wasn't quick enough to get that third one because you're in motion as you're 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 kind of going bounce 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 and the and you and when you, before you hit that first jump you can see the first two but the third one you don't see right away so it took a it took a couple tries for him to figure out. That's the one he has to hit. You know, he has to hit that quickly. As soon as I, you know, move up, you know, one screen height, we'll say, and um, yeah, he gets a little frustrated a little at, at that, to be honest. Uh, but he got it after, and once he did, he, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Once he got it, uh, and, that, and that was last night or the night before, and so tonight we played that same level again. And Wanda was the person holding the gamepad, and he was trying to coach her 
on the, on the fact that she had to hit this eyeball. So he's definitely learning. He's definitely picking things up. But you know, I, I guess it's a fa- it's a matter of um, the game is new to him and it may be a little overwhelming because there's so much going on, especially when you're playing three people. Because when you have three people, or or in this game, you can have up to five. I think it it, it the screen gets very busy, very you know, and especially like like the the characters you can choose. You know, there's a variety of them, but a lot of them are repeated in that all their the only difference is a, is a different costume. So like say you're Rayman. You know, regular Rayman with the purple shirt and circle on it. You could also be Mario Rayman, which is same size, shape, movement, except that he's wearing a Mario hat and coveralls. And there's another Rayman that has like a, a funky one with an afro and sunglasses and, and a and a tie dye shirt, I think. But like, if if all three of us were Ray, were Rayman, well, <laughs> it becomes very confusing, especially when the camera pans out to a to a wide wide angle uh, to, to tell who's who. And even when you're not, when you're all three different characters, to be honest, it can be a little bit confusing because there's so much going on. And again, the layers, you know, there's little things passing in front of you. Um, oh yeah, to get back to that, my point earlier was that on the gamepad you can interact with, you know, not just platforms and ropes and stuff, but like in the foreground of this uh, castle, um, uh, this castle level, like on the walls you'll see bugs crawling around, and it might be a mouse behind a pillar or or very much up, to, up really close to the screen. And if you tap those, they release extra lums that you can collect as you go. So, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of things for the person with the gamepad to do other than just to just do, you know, uh, do the, the interacting with the, with the platforms. So it, it makes it very frenetic. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and I guess, you know, from a gameplay perspective, in terms of the platforming itself, uh, I remember... I think I've said on the on the show here that Origins uh, is very fluid. There's a lot of ebb and flow to the movement, and 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 the the way that the levels are designed is is very uh, is is very deliberate in the way that they want you to collect the lums. Like like there's a way to get through every level in an optimal way that you don't you never stop moving from beginning to end, and that's kind of the way that Rayman um, what's the one on iOS the uh, Jungle Run. That's the way Jungle Run is. It's a it's a it's a runner where Rayman just keeps running, and you have to find the right ways to jump. Well, in Origins, it's like that to make the case from one. You can do that from one end of the level to the other. In Legends, uh, it's a little bit different. It has some of that. And I think if you played single player, you might find that again. Um, but, I, but to be honest, I haven't played a lot of single player because of the, you know, playing with Peter and stuff. But uh, it just seems a little less fluid. A little, there's a little more stop and go to it. And that's fine because of the of the of the multiplayer element of it. It kind of has to be that way. If it was all fluid, and you, you'd always have people dragging behind people who weren't who aren't as good at platforming, we'll say. Um, and especially when you if if you're if you're switching back and forth between regular platforming and the the gamepad, well then you know there 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 is a spot there is a point when you have to switch to characters whether it's single player or multiplayer where everything stops until you do you can't move forward until you until you tap the screen and, and then activate murphy so it's a little less fluid but it it doesn't make it it's not a negative comment it's just a, it's just a way that it's really different than origins and and different than than jungle run um yeah so you know i i i you know if you if you have a wii u or have thought about uh, owning a wii u um, one of the top games on your list to buy should be Rayman Legends. Um, as an aside, uh, I did finish Rayman Origins uh, finally. Um, 
I, the last world I fought, we fought, Peter and I played through together, and he was kind of playing. Uh, we were playing co-op together, and you know those later levels are pretty difficult. Actually, I was finding them pretty challenging, and we weren't you know 100%ing them or anything like that, getting every single lum or anything anymore. We were just trying to get to the end, and um, they kind of. They, but that last the last world was fun and all, but. But the, what it kind of resorts to in the end is a series of, of uh, you know, disappearing platforms, Mega Man style, and spinning blades and that kind of stuff. You know, considering how how unique the the whole game is, really, it it just felt a little less a little less original, a little less special. I don't know. Like, it wasn't bad. It was fun. It was it's fun, it's fun, but just not, you know that next level that I was hoping it would get to once you finally get there, because you have to do this couple extra extra worlds that it unlocks when you get so far. So it wasn't disappointing, though I didn't get... <laughs> I guess one disappointing thing is that there's no achievement for finishing the game, <laughs> which is a little bit crazy. But, uh, but you do get an achievement for if you uh, unlock the special world at the end by getting the teeth for death, which I, which I won't get into what that all that means, but if you beat that level, you get an achievement. I think a pretty hefty one at that. So, yeah, Origins is great. Uh, Legends is great. You know, Ubisoft are on a real roll with the Rayman franchise. I, I hope the sales of this Legends thing uh, are showing it because actually, when I tried to buy it here in town, uh, no one had it except for Future Shop. It was the only place in my whole corner of, of town on the East End here. And you know, there's a, there's a major shopping district here, and there were no copies anywhere. Walmart didn't have any. Best Buy didn't have any. Like nobody did. And uh, but Future Shop had a couple left, so you know I was lucky to get one actually. So, and uh, I have talked at length, and uh, I will blame uh, part of that on the beer, so I won't get into guacamole anymore. Uh, then I, then just to say that um, there's another uh, big game influence in it, Bruce, and that's Zelda 2. Um, and guacamole. And guacamole. Not so much in the combat or the platforming, but. Uh, in the overworld, when you when you go from town to town and like you talk to people and go inside houses and stuff, there's like if you've ever if you guys have ever played uh, Zelda 2 out there, uh, when you go from a town and there's like people standing outside the door, you talk to them, go inside, go downstairs, and, and meet up with someone down there and do these various things. Yeah, that's that. There's a lot of that in there, to the point uh, where there's a there's a side quest, uh, the I am error. Uh, side quest, which is a direct reference to Zelda 2, where you meet up with a guy in that game, and and that's all he says. He doesn't. Say, there's no quest or anything. He just says, "I am error." E R R O R, and it's just like it's, it's become a bit of a joke, a bit of a meme in itself, right? Over the years, and uh, but in Guacamelee, there's actually a quest where you have to find where you have to find error, and you know let his sister know that he's okay, even though he, you know, he basically fucks up all the time because he's you know his name is Error. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it was I, I I thought that was pretty pretty swank, as 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 you know Zelda two is is often called the uh, the, the 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 black sheep of the Zelda franchise. I I, I enjoyed it. I played it when I was a kid, and uh, but uh, yeah, it was fun. And I'm gonna stop talking now. Um, no, not quite. Uh, oh, okay. It's it's interesting you talking about the backing screen and or the background screen or background in Rayman Legends is kind of throwing Peter a little bit. I would have never thought about their, it being too busy, I guess is the word you'd use, 
mm-hmm. that it's hard for you to focus on. But then the more I think about it, I've played platformers like that where there's so many things going on deeper in the background. You know, even if it's just 2D, if it's just like flat, but it's just that movement while you're trying to figure out where you want to go and jump next. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone's ever played like the new Super Mario Brothers games where you have, you know, Mario, Luigi, and a couple of Toads jumping around, and like you can hit each other too. It's not just it's not just you know you're in the in the in the space. You're like if you attack an enemy and and your uh, your Globox buddy is right next to you, you'll give him a smack too. You know. So you know you're gonna have to get out of get out of each other's way as well as try to platform if you're if you got enemies in the way. Um, well, I think you, you were talking, and I was looking at something we're going to be doing later. Uh, if 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 one of your co-op player co-op buddies lags behind it, just warps them up to you. Um, well, what happens is like when when you when you quote unquote die. You turn into a bubble and you float around the screen. And um, if everyone turns into a bubble, you know you restart the level. But if you can get your bubble to your to the other character, you can hit that bubble. And as we call it, we you know you know we always say to each other, "Pop me, pop me." <laughs> so if you get popped, you get you you get inserted back into the game. Oh, okay. I think that <clears throat> for all those little frog games like Rayman. There should be some kind of warp mechanism. Mm. You know, the days of getting somebody getting stuck on the edge of the screen so they die because somebody else is not paying close enough attention Mm -hmm. to what's going on is something that we shouldn't have to deal with anymore because we have the. I mean, back then they didn't really have the technology or gave enough of a shit to warp you or to move you back up. But. It should just be standard because the the thing we lose, or the thing we lose fo- sight of in a lot of these games, is they're kind of supposed to be kid friendly. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, you know. And while I don't think I think you should teach definitely teach kids about winning and losing and and you know sometimes you got to try more than once. Yeah. You know, platformers back when we were kids could be kind of on the brutal side. And while it gives you nerd rating and, and e-boner e- points these days, mm-hmm. <laughs> that may not be the best way to go. You want to cultivate a love of video game, a healthy love of video games and kids, not a, yeah. you know, twi- <laughs> twisted kind of abusive relationship with them. Uh, I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. One thing I will say about Legends, uh, in addition to that, is that there are a lot of levels where you're being basically chased by something, like uh, like whether that be um, these spiky vines that, like, if you don't keep moving, they're going to catch up on you and 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 get you. Or um, there are levels where I think I've mentioned this one before, where uh, this mu- like music plays and it's almost like a rhythm game where you where you have to run and jump at the right times and if you if you don't run, you get left like everyone gets left behind. So it forces you to keep moving, and rather th- rather than it's me wanting to move ahead and leaving someone behind, it's like you have to move or everybody dies. You know what I mean? Like there's some like a wall of fire that might be behind you, or it could, it could be anything, right? But there are a lot of those. In, in what the well. hell? Do you remember the name of that game? <laughs> The Pat and I gave up because we were having more fun killing each other than we were actually playing it. 
Do you remember that Xbox Live game where, like, if one of you died, the other one was pretty much screwed? Or you could run off the screen and kill them, and sometimes the blue dude had to, you know, the blue guy had specific jobs, and the red guy had specific jobs, and it was... Is it a platformer? Yeah. um, I'll I'll wait until a later portion in the show when you're talking about something and look it up, because I'm not going to... (laughs) Sorry. We're already drinking. I'm not going to torture the listeners like that. But the, but there is ways to play with that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Just rather than you fall off the edge of the screen and you die. Because your buddies played the game 67 times and you have not. Yeah. You know, because that's that's something else that becomes a problem. You know, if both people in the co-op have never played before, then it's usually pretty okay. And especially with Nintendo games, it, 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 if somebody's been playing for a month and then you just drop by their house to play some co-op with them, mm-hmm. it, it's in. It, they should be aware of that. But sometimes it's not that easy to keep a pace. Yep. You've seen this fifty-seven times. Uh, you know so. Yeah, I mean that, that that I mean the repetition is how you know a, a three year old like Peter gets gets good enough like he he played a level today by himself and he got um like every level of Rayman you're collecting those lums and and if you get in in Legends if you get six hundred you you you've maxed it you know you've maxed it out basically and um, he he did that by himself today and I, I was quite impressed and a lot of that has a lot of that has to do with with uh, with memorization. Of of the level and stuff and yeah it's uh, yeah the repetition like you say is like it, like he could play with somebody like if someone came over to the house now and played with Peter on those particular levels Peter would just blow them out of the water and just just because he knows the level so well and he's you know like this is like anybody would be like you say as to me and it's actually kind of ties in nicely with what John was saying I've been playing more Age of Conan. And I'm realizing something as I play through it because I am playing with folks that have played before. And one guy in our group has a specific method for doing everything. Now, if you don't do it that way, he's not one of those people. He's not a little general. He doesn't get pissed off if you don't, you know, he'll give you advice on how to do something because he's done it in this game 87 zillion times. The problem is, 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 for me personally, I had to remember that while his advice gives you some heads up on things that are going to happen to you and probably saves you a fair bit of trouble, you also have to tailor the game for your own style. And especially with Age of Conan, because the fighting in this game is probably one of the most complex styles of fight mechanic I've seen in an MMO. I refuse to call it the most because I'm sure that there's some rinky-dink, below-the-radar MMO i played that has been worse. But it is something that you t- have to take some time to learn, which is also kind of not a good thing when you're running around with a group most of the time. Because you're not actually learning how the different attacks work, combos work. Uh, uh, Well, they're not combos in the sense of Street Fighter or other fighting games, but technically they're combos. 
And it all of this finally dawned on me earlier today when I was running through a personal story quest dungeon, and he had told me to do the, you know, if you kind of do this and be careful of this and be careful of that. And I was kind of doing it the way he was talking about at first, and then I went, you know, this is completely ass backwards and counterintuitive to how I would do this. I think maybe I had just better turn down the volume on the voice chat and do it my own bloody way. And the thing is, is this guy is so helpful and so nice and so well-meaning about it that you have to take that into consideration. You know, there's nothing to be upset with him over. But you also have to remember that everybody plays MMOs different. Uh, or games, for a period. And so... While listening to somebody's advice, especially somebody that's played the game quite a bit and been through a number of the quests we were doing, it's also important to make sure you, you play in a style that suits you, not trying to force somebody else's style um, on, on, onto your, you know, <laughs> into your repertoire, let's say. Um, the only other thing that I really kind of wanted to touch on real quick was and I may actually be doing more on this a, a, a little later, not in this show, but um, they made some changes to Worm Online and how players go about getting in-game cash. And, of course, you had the general irrational, didn't even know all the facts yet, whining and crying of the supposed veteran players. Now, that in and of itself is almost a topic you could talk on for 10 days if you had another you know if we had another MMO player here because veteran could be defined as anybody who's played just long enough to know the major ins and outs to people who started when the game was in beta and all of them have a specific way they view the game and what changes they view will be for the better and what changes they view will be for the worse there are few changes, as they see it, that will be for the better, unless they came up with them. But what it made me realize was that I almost, in a lot of, in a lot of cases, feel sorry for MMO developers, even more than regular game developers, although Bioware, BioWare went through this with ME3, uh, in that changes you know are good for your overall game sometimes you just have to put them in <laughs> and let them bitch because you're just never going to keep a majority of the veterans happy and the thing that's it's almost masochistic about these quote-unquote veterans now i'm talking specifically about war of online in this case but it's true for most mmos they're not going to quit they've invested too much time effort and in most cases money to quit they're hoping they can bully the devs um, into pulling it back or killing it all together. But when they don't, they go quietly to their little corner of the game world and grumble and bitch and have their little you know, buddies that agree with them completely. Funnily enough, this particular change with how you acquire in-game cash, I agree with. It's essentially going to allow... Uh, players who have played for an, a, a while earn some in-game cash, but it's really going to help out new players. And while Worm is probably one of the most complex and really grindy games I've ever played, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to 
make it slightly more rewarding to new players. Um, it seems that Rolf, the guy that created it, and the rest of his dev team have that goal in mind, making it a little better for new players. And I think it's going to be kind of fun to watch because I think the more they make it easier for new players, the more the quote-unquote veteran crowd is going to whine, cry, and moan. Um, but, and, and you know, I'm boring you to death with, with MMO stuff, but the reality is the 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 whole concept of sometimes you got to just implement something and let players bitch because in the end it's going to be better for everybody else if you stop and think about that audience at home that applies to a lot of issues going on in gaming right now <laughs> and i think that's the only reason i would have brought it up in this show that is completely non-mmo-ish unless i'm talking is that sometimes there comes a point where for the good of everyone you just gotta not pay any attention to the re-edit class dipshits and morons. <laughs> and then finally, done with the MMO ranting. Aren't you lucky? You probably would have expected it's been would be far worse since I was or far longer since I was drinking. No, instead it's just not English because I can't speak it anymore. And I've only had like one and a half. I'm doomed. Um I also played Minecraft again. I could hear the groans from here. But I played Minecraft with some mods. Now, if you know us, which I'm assuming all five of you do, Glacinator's buddy has that server, uh, Minecraft server, and it's what we call vanilla, meaning no mods, no nothing. And so really, because I've always been worried about, about using too much resources, I've never really played with mods. Um... And this week I started tinkering around with a few. And I got to say that I really wish I'd done it sooner. Because a lot of the mods that exist out there for Minecraft do some pretty uh, incredible things. And if you pick the right ones, the most stable ones, they could probably cause you to really play the game even longer. And, and, and I know that some people are going, oh, well, no, duh, yeah, you know, you, you and Gleisner have been playing it forever. You won't stop talking about it. Now, what I mean is, is you won't take the long breaks. It gives you new things to do, new things to explore, new things to try. Um, for those of you that play Minecraft, the two I've been working with the most is are known as Buildcraft and Industrialcraft 2. Um, both of which, which kind of bring uh, combustion engines and electricity and, and nuclear weapons, which I may be doing a video of after I get back next week. Because um, if you thought dynamite was bad, a uh, nuclear bomb is just hilarity, just waiting to be videotaped by fraps. Um, and, and I really like the fact that it fits in with the Minecraft theme, more or less, but it also gives you plenty more things to play with on top of the normal stuff you do in Minecraft. I also played with another one called Feed the Beast, but I really would not recommend the Feed the Beast mod for a single-player client. You can use it, <laughs> but heed my advice. It's one that is really resource-heavy and really something you should probably re be running on a server. <laughs> it's not something you should be running single-player. So... I, I think in the future I'm probably going to be checking out more Minecraft mods, maybe even throwing a few up on the site here and there, ones I really like and ones I think you should check out. Um, I have this suspicion that 
using them in a multiplayer settings probably a lot better. But for the most part, the ones that I've used out on top of Buildcraft and Industrial Craft 2 uh, seem to be do, do pretty good in a single-player client environment minus Feed the Beast. So there you go. That's the drunken, rambling, long version of what I've been playing. Sounds familiar. I haven't been playing anything new. The only thing that, I mean, no, no, no. I mean the drunken rambling part. I think I think I, I think I went there already. Mm. Fuck them. They got thing. Turn it off. Um, meaning the podcast. But it is kind of funny because what what I was talking about, John. I see so many parallels between MMO players bitching. And just the gamer horde in general. Every time you know any game company tries to change anything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, be having being buried headfirst in MMOs for this whole entire summer has just made me pissed off at Bioware even more. Why the fuck did you cave? Because <laughs> it was really, in the grand scheme of things, it was really nothing compared to some of the whining and crying I could show you. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, MMOs, they are obviously a, a an important genre to gaming overall. Mm-hmm. But if you're a non-MMO player, you don't know the specific backstreets and alleys to go look down to see, you know, news and, and information on them. Yeah. Bioware got off light. <laughs> and, and over something that's actually kind of important. You know, I will give them credit that at least they bitched about the right thing. You know, the ending is sort of critical, even if I didn't agree with what I, you know, the, the hive mind on what I thought of it, uh, you know. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that where devs just go, fuck you, and we're implementing this and trust us, it'll be better for everybody. <laughs> also, that game was called Outland. Remember, you never got a multiplayer session in with us, but Pat and I played the crap out yep. of it. That's right. Nothing says that in the next few weeks we couldn't get a multiplayer session in on it, considering we all still own it. But yeah, I mean, I, I uh, that, that's one of those games that I wish I had gotten back to. It's on, it's on the list of uh, on the on the pile. So I would like. I'd be down for that. The platforming wasn't too bad until you threw in the red blue elements. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of that in Guacamelee too, eh? Like. Uh... I think mean, I mentioned these switch back and forth between the the, the, the live and the, and the dead world and uh, to, to hit certain places to jump. There isn't a, there isn't a lot of bullet hell kind of stuff that goes out in Outland, but it's uh, there is some of that switching. That sounds a little more like Prey, you know, because in Prey, <laughs> which I never finished either, <laughs> um, you know, you go from your regular human body to your spirit body to be able to go through force fields and open doors and okay things of that nature so yeah i mean i guess the bottom line is is i i would be down for playing games even in genres i don't particularly like you know in the 15 to 20 dollar range obviously you know i'm not going to spend 60 on it sure that does things like outland does because while the while as usual me and the platforming were arguing about when I jumped and when I didn't with Pat laughing all the way, <laughs> um, because yeah, I've been co- doing that. Yeah, co- co-op is tough sometimes. Well, no, no, no. I just I I do that in single player platforms. That's been going on since I was eight <laughs> years old. I have never agreed with 
you know, some things. Um, hell, I was doing it in Age of Conan this week. I pushed those buttons the correct way, you stupid piece of shit keyboard. Hit the combo. I mean, that's, you know, that's been going on for time since time immemorial. But I, I still would play something like Outland again if it gave me some kind of new concept. Because it really was, it wasn't like, you know, just brutal hard, but it was, you know, it was really challenging to not only jump on the platforms, but then find your platform, stand on it, which would then generally allow the other guy to be able to stand on it. So, anyway, that's what we've been playing. Um, The rest of the show is going to be basically Wii U and Sony. It's not that we don't love the Xbox One, but there was really nothing in the news this week worthy of discussion. <laughs> or or I'm thinking, well, we'll see now that the beer's hit. Uh, rant-worthy <laughs> might be a better word. Um, yeah. But first up out of the gate is, I don't know if he's Van Man or Can Man this week, to be quite honest. I didn't check with him. Um, he's got some questions about the new... HD Wind Waker Zelda, which then will in turn, after we answered his questions, lead to more HD remakes or HD upgrades. I think after we're through in the next 30 minutes, possibly 45, it'll be a moratorium on HD paint job topics for a couple weeks. (laughs) Either way, the man in the van's got got some questions. Take it away, man in the van. What is going on, people? It's the man back in his van, not in the can, no longer on his 14-day, 16-day holidays, back at work. And I hope that the WonderPod crew hasn't gone around and murdered children and stolen cars and raped the innocent because Grand Theft Auto 5 is now out on the market and apparently that's what happens to gamers if they even look at the cover according to Fox News although I know Chris Lloyd what's up Chris Chris Lloyd is the only one who has it at the moment I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto 5 I am playing the very beautiful Very fun. Very fun. Rayman Legends on the Nintendo Wii U. It doesn't matter if you can play this on your Vita, or play this on Steam, or Xbox, or Sony. Get it. Play it. It's great. Absolutely great platform fun. Of course, the Wii U version is the original version for it, and it's got the two screens and the touch screens and gyroscopic stuff. I recommend it on the Wii U. But Grand Theft Auto V and Rayman Legends are not why I'm making my little van rant. Not that it's really a rant. I want to talk about The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD Remake. Remix. Re- Whatever. It looks great. It's getting reviews anywhere from the 9 out of 10 to 9.5. The lowest I've seen is about an 8.7. It's getting reviews practically as good as it did 
10 years ago or 11 years ago when it came out, that shows the test of time of a great game. It might have got it slightly higher in the 9.5 range 11 years ago, but it's still averaging around a 9, 9.1. Pretty damn good. But the Legend of Zelda remake, <laughs> the Wind Waker, before an actual real new Zelda game kind of bothers me a bit. But that's just me. I have some questions for the crew. My first question about Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD on the Wii U is simple. Should it have been a full price game? Considering it's a remake with not a lot of real additions to it. They've made it a bit easier and a bit prettier. But there isn't a lot of extra stuff. And it's a remake of a GameCube game. Should it have been full price? I don't think it should have. When you take into consideration, Microsoft did the exact same thing with one of their flagship titles, Halo. Halo Anniversary was $20 cheaper than a full-priced new game. It had significantly more extra optional extra things to it. It used Kinect. It used all sorts of online stuff that wasn't in the original. So if Microsoft has Halo Anniversary 20 bucks cheaper than retail, why did Nintendo not do the same thing? I leave that question to you, the first question. Should the remake of Wind Waker have been full price? I have more questions, though. Question number two. Looks like Nintendo is betting a lot on this Wind Waker. They're making a bundle. It looks cool. It's got... It's a cool-looking unit, customized, blah, blah, blah. You can now buy the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD Wii U bundle. And I ask John, if he's there, if John is going to buy the game. And I ask the other two members of the crew, Glazenator and Bruce, does this bundle with the high-definition Zelda, Wind Waker, make the Wii U more attractive to you? Do you think people are going to be buying the Wii U in large numbers because of this bundle? Is a 10-year-old Zelda game remade enough to start selling consoles? That was my second question. Is... Are the bundles appealing? Are they attractive? Will they sell? Now on to my third and final question. If The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD sells a shitload, if people don't care that it's full price, if people don't care, they just love this game, and I don't blame you, it's a great game, probably the second best Zelda game ever behind Orcana of Time, for its time, if it sells like gangbusters, will we see Nintendo remake, yes I said remake, lol, will we see them remake more GameCube games and put them in high definition and put them on the Wii U? If Zelda sells like crazy, will we see Mario Kart Double Dash Wii U edition?
Will we see Super Mario Sunshine? Wii U High Definition Edition. Will we see other games? Wave Race Blue Storm. Wii U Edition. Whatever. Is this going to happen? It very well could happen. And, do you want this to actually happen? Would you like this to happen? Do you want to see more remakes? Patman says no to the remakes because I have a GameCube, and just throwing it into high definition is not enough. Now, it may not take a developer that long to make a remake. It probably took them six or seven months to do Legend of Zelda. But that's six or seven months that they could have been working on something new that they weren't working on. I don't know. So there you have it. I personally have some mixed reactions with the whole Zelda remake as much as I love Zelda, as much as this game is unique, as much as it's more or less stood the test of time with review scores, pretty darn close to the scores that it got 11 years ago or whenever the hell it came out, I don't remember. 10 years ago? Whatever. On the other hand, I wonder why... You know, now, that extra development time and that extra team for six, seven months could have been working on something new, could have been pushing a new Wii U Zelda game out the door a lot faster. And I'm a little bit concerned, personally, that if this sells well, we're going to see a shitload of GameCube games put in high definition, thrown up on high, at full price, and quite frankly development teams at Nintendo spending too much time on old games not making new ones but that's just me that's my speculation I'll leave you guys to your three Zelda questions do you think it should have been full price does it make buying a Wii U more attractive and if it sells well are we going to see a whole bunch of GameCube games ported into high def into the Wii U. I look forward to your answers. I'm going to head home soon, try my best to fire up the Wii U myself, and play some Rayman Legends. Anyways. Patman, in his van, in the can, is out. I will see you all on the flip side. All right, Pat Man, the, the Can Man, and the Van Man. Well, uh, the Wind Waker on, uh, on Wii U. I will admit, before I get to your questions, I will admit that I am looking forward to playing it, uh, even though I am currently playing it on GameCube. Uh, I've seen enough videos and footage that this thing looks pretty amazing, and... You know, when it, when it comes to Zelda, I get pretty excited. Um, but you do have some good questions. So, so question one: uh, Should it be full price? Well, it's it's kind of tough to say because um, there's a few pricing options that they're actually offering. If you are someone who buys a Wii U bundle that has the the, the game in it, it's actually basically free because the price of the Zelda Wii U bundle is the same price as the, the deluxe model. 
base price, you know, like that what what would have been with Nintendo Land. So there's no there's no extra there's no extra money uh, that you're spending just to get Wind Waker. So that's 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 a pretty good deal. Um, if if you didn't own a Wii U, but if if you're like me and you're buying it new. 60 bucks uh, I, I think i think it's 50 bucks actually i i think uh, i if i if i recall correctly i think I, I read that the new mario 3d world is going to be the first uh wii u game that's 60 bucks rather than, rather than 50 but from a first from a first party perspective um i would think part of me thinks that this should be a little bit cheaper uh, i would have to agree uh with anyone who thinks that um uh, it doesn't have to be that much cheaper, cause, but then again, you know, I think, I think from Nintendo's point of view, I, I think they might be pushing the boundaries a little bit just to to get the the the, the, the dollar numbers for the, from their point of view up. Um, you know, they, they <laughs> Nintendo doesn't need the cash, but it certainly would help if they could say that you know, if there's an extra ten bucks on that price tag, uh, that they could say. You know, we made this much money over the course of whatever to, that it was a success. Um, but you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, Halo Anniversary was a little bit different. It was twenty dollars cheaper, but it was a and it was an HD upgrade. I don't think it it changed the gameplay much. I don't think it added extra features. I I could be wrong about that, but but at least Zelda does have some uh, integration with Miiverse, and it does. You know they have optimized um, the Triforce Fetch Quest, for example, uh, and and sped up a, lo- a lot of the the sailing by adding the extra. Um, I can't remember what it's called, fast sail, but it's another upgrade that you can find in the game that allow you to, to, to basically double your sailing speed. So, you know that's that, that that's a really good thing for that game. Uh, I could say a little bit cheaper. I don't know about twenty dollars, but. Ten dollars would be would be good, I think, if you were to buy the disc uh, standalone. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, your second question, I guess I've already answered that about the Wind Waker bundle. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it's appealing. It's interesting that they're going to launch, like, basically relaunch the Wii U based on a ten-year-old game because um, they're really pushing it. I, I noticed in my Best Buy flyer this this week that. That the Wii U got a got a half page um, section in in, I wanna, in in that in that flyer, which it hasn't had uh, since it's since it's come out. Like it got one little corner where they showed a Wii U and a couple of games maybe, but this one like it's like Zelda is a big you know it's a big deal. Here's the here's the here's the what's coming out this date you know available now. You know the game standalone games available October third. Like it's, it's they're really trying to. You know, sort of relaunched the Wii U uh, with with this game, and you know the reviews have been nothing but positive. The the the, the changes have been nothing but improvements uh, to the game. So, I hope it works. I th- I think Zelda is a mar- you know it's a marquee franchise. So I think it'll he- I th- I do think it will help. Uh, I certainly hope it helps. And then finally, um, more GameCube HD remakes on Wii U. Well. It kind of depends on the game. I I could definitely see Mario Sunshine HD with some tweaks and twists to make it uh, the game that it was supposed. You know, I mean, and I know Glace would probably say that 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 Sunshine is already perfect. But uh, from my point of view, I think there are definitely 
you know, control issues with that game. Not terrible ones, but ones that with the small with some small tweaks, it could really be interesting. Especially if they integrated the gamepad to you know, in terms of the aiming of the of the water um, where you're shooting it on, on, on various enemies and stuff to, to wash off the the the, the mud and stuff, um, it could be pretty interesting uh, use of the gamepad. So if they could actually make it HD but add more features, I wouldn't have a problem. But I also think that there's room for like, like for Mario Kart uh, Double Dash uh, HD, I, I don't think it's necessary. I actually played uh, some Double Dash on, on my Wii, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago now with Peter. And it, it, it still looks great. I, uh, it still holds up. And I, and I think if there was like a GameCube virtual console release of it, like, like basically as is, but on the Wii U, I, 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 there are games that, that would be that would be sufficient. And Double Dash would definitely be one of those, but but if there are games where like where there are, where there is room for improvement in terms of the gameplay experience, like Wind Waker had, you know, again that that Triforce fetch quest that was really slow, you know, those kinds of things where you could tweak things, an HD release at almost full price would be would be worthwhile. But I don't think uh, I, I think there's room for a GameCube virtual console as well. If you, if you have the memory on your on your Wii U, of course, but yeah, that's a, but that's a whole separate issue. What do you think, Bruce? You know, I mean, it's these HD remakes. It's really kind of hard to get an opinion one way or the other. I think more people have 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 a passion about them one way or the other, and I'm just like. Well, if I've got the money and I got the time, cool. I'll take a look. But otherwise, well, and in this case, I got the console. Um, but to go through these questions, should it be a full price game? Uh, probably not. But I think you had best expect that Halo Anniversary CE or whatever they called it is the exception, not the rule, which we are going to be getting more into here in a minute. Um I suppose I suppose it just really comes down to what the game company wants to do. Uh, in this case, Nintendo. You know, if you're just trying to do something nice for your consumers, then yeah, maybe chop a few bucks off of it. Depends on how many features they added, as John said, and, and, and how much it costs to make. You know, uh, I, I really don't think that any set price is going to be correct for every HD remake. You know, I mean, you could have some that could be worth close to fifty or sixty dollars, and then you could have others like Halo Anniversary, which was a few new things, but mostly an HD paint job for that price. Uh, it, there's no one size fits all answer to this. Um, it's a good, it'd be good PR if it was cheaper. I mean, there's no two ways about that, but I think it's gonna, you're gonna have to take that on a case by case basis. If if I may interrupt for a second, Bruce. I mean, Sony has has a, a you know a pretty big line of uh, of HD remakes from Metal Gear Solid all the way up to you know Shadow of the Colossus, Ico, um, and Prince of Persia and stuff. And those are but those are you know they're only fifteen bucks, twenty bucks each. But they're you know they're just uh, there's no extra textures, there's no improvements to the gameplay. It's just a facelift, and you know. In those cases, I think it's a little more justified for a, a cheaper price. 
but but Wind Waker, they actually seem like they went back and and made a lot of improvements based based on the reviews I've read. Anyway, well, that's what I'm, I mean. That's why I'm saying there's no one size fits all answer. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, even what the the blue hell is that I've got on. I've got a couple on 360 that nothing's changed except it's in higher resolution. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bottom line is, is when I sit there and play one of those games, I think, why in the hell did I spend the money on this? <laughs> you know, because if I was somebody who did not grow up in the era of non-HD, okay, fair enough. You're probably a spoiled, rotten bitch, and you need everything in high def for it sucks. But I grew up with these games in all of their pixelated glory. So while HD in some cases is nice, and in a lot of cases for fifteen or twenty bucks, I'll give a, I'll give you know, a, a, a only HD paint job game the money just to see what has changed, but or how it looks different. But the reality is, is I think a good portion of the time. You thinking it looks different or looks better is because you want to think that, you know. Because yeah. the reality is, is if it it didn't cost them that much to upgrade it, if they're willing to only make you pay fifteen bucks, yeah, they're in a business to make money and make as much of your money as possible. And that doesn't matter if it's Sony, Microsoft, EA, Activision, Ubisoft, Nintendo, yeah, Blizzard, Activision, you know. So, as I said, it's it's really, there's no one-size-fits-all answer. And like you said, I'm not really sure that Halo Anniversary is a good comparison to Wind Waker. Because Nintendo's at least trying to get people to believe they've added a bunch of features to it. Yeah. Well, uh, whether, they're, whether they're really substantial or not, that, that, that's, that's a fair statement, right? Like, but if it's, you know, at least they've done something to the game other than just a facelift. Well, right, but also again, that's going to be a subjective thing. You could ask fifty different people that play the play the HD remake if they added enough to justify the price, and you're probably going to get at least thirty-five different answers. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not willing to say a complete fifty because there's going to be a lot of people going, "Nope, rip off. I want my money back." And no, oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. The old one looked like absolute shit compared to this. You know, you're going to have a certain amount of people that are just going to fanboy, positive or negative. And then you're going to have a certain amount of people that are going to go, eh, maybe. Um, as to his second question, I'm sure you're probably going to con... Well, con's not the right word. I'm sure you're probably going to convince some people to buy it with a shiny Zelda bundle. My fear is is that it's not new consumers to your party. It's people like Glacinator who have been holding out. Now, a sale is a sale, but we've talked about this a number of times on this show, and I generally have a nightly conversation with one guy um, over voice chat about that. You know, you can't reinvent the wheel that many times. And by that, I mean... You kind of got what you got, Nintendo. You have to find a way to grow your audience. You kind of... You have all of the people total that are going to buy your stuff no matter what. Now you have to convince people who have left you and convince new people. And I'm not just talking to casuals. You know, 
So, I mean, Nintendo's kind of at that point where they've sold the Wii U to everybody that was going to get it no matter what, whether it had the games or didn't. It's now convincing people that are leery about it. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, I'm not sure a Zelda bundle's uh, enough to do that. I'm slaughtering it, John, but do you kind of understand what I'm trying to say in the fact, in so much that a lot of these companies aren't getting that your audience is already kind of set and you're only going to get a few people across mm-hmm. and, and you kind of have to do a hell of a lot more to convince them these days. Yeah, they're, they're trying, they're, they are trying to claw, claw the uh, the extra people that they've managed to build up you know, with the Wii back. I mean, I think there is a bit of, um, you know, departure to the other to the other systems, you know, they got to get him back, right? I you know, and, and to his third one, I look at this two different ways. I personally think that a good HD update, released every now and again, is the best way to do it. You're not getting people too used to them. Game companies, on the other hand, tend to see a page with sales numbers and go, let's do that 57,000 fucking times until people hate it. (laughs) So, I guess my answer to number three question there about will it open the floodgates is I hope not. I hope Nintendo's more cautious about releasing them every so often to keep people's interest. But I know game companies. If this thing sells gangbusters, they're going to be shitting out HD remakes of games you didn't even know existed for the GameCube. Uh, you know, I, or maybe even digging back and trying to make N64 games HD. Because that's really the other problem. I mean, we're about to go into it again, John, isn't it? That, you know, once something works, oh, hell, let's just hoard to the moon. Yeah, especially when it's cheap to do so. Like, you know, the game develop the development costs of an HD remake are so small. I mean, I mean, I can't say they're so small, but but then again, like, it has to be so much less than starting it from scratch, you know? Well, that's the other real unknown f- factor. How much does this stuff cost? Mm-hmm. Did Halo cost less than the Zelda Wind Waker? Did, you know, some of Sony's slap a paint job on it and go cost less than, you know. <clears throat> and it's in the game company's best interest for you not to know that for 100%. You yeah. know. Because if it if it costs too little to create, people are going to feel pissed off spending 15 or 20 bucks. You know, the only way it'd be beneficial for a game company to tell you how much an HD remake costs if it costs way more <laughs> and they're barely making money at 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads us to thank you, Van Man. We appreciate the question, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we slaughtered it. Slaughtered it. Yeah, that ain't happening. Pretty sure we screwed it up royally, like the word slaughtered. Um, moving on, and this is one John brought up to our Facebook chat earlier this week. Um, we Club, We Sports Club, bringing brings back We Sports in HD, various pricing models. Um, it's going to have graphics, supposed HD graphics, supposedly new features. And then the part that probably isn't going to be my smartest to attempt while drinking, um, downloading Wii sports club will grant a 24 hour trial period 
to available games. After the trial, there is a day pass available for $199 or a permanent purchase of an individual sport for $9.99. And then, yeah, and I figures I knew who the author was before I even looked. Using our Fisher-Price calculator with big bright buttons. Oh, aren't you just fucking clever? We calculated the full game to cost 50 bucks. You're, the ball is in your court, John. Yeah, so when I first read this article and saw the headline in particular, I... Um... I was a little dis- a little dismayed because you know the Wind Waker HD is coming out and and it has gotten a lot of buzz. And so for Nintendo to release an HD version of the game that really put the Wii on the map, um, which really, you know, if I if I am correct, uh, the Wii debuted in two thousand and seven. I think that's correct. Um, it's an awful. You know, it, it seemed like a complete. <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't believe the amount of gall that Nintendo had to release Wii Sports in HD on the Wii U, in hopes of you know this title that that revolutionized their business, uh, on you know an, an act of desperation almost it seemed to me at first um, to to sell this as an HD version. <clears throat> With 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 the addition of uh, of HD graphics, well, you know, at, it kind of pissed me it kind of pissed me off a little bit, and you know, just trying to appeal to that that casual audience like we sports. Mm-hmm. Remember remember that great thing we did you know five years ago or or. I guess I guess a little bit more than that. I guess you know more six years ago, but um, but still, you know, trying to tap that vein and trying to get a little more blood out, and it just seemed really bad. But you know, that was before I, I, I thought about it a little bit more, and you know, I, I started to counterpoint my own my own uh, venom about it. In that, you know, Nintendo really. And I, I guess it ties into the HD remake part of it, you know, altogether. In that in, they're they're kind of in a position with the Wii U where they really need to get anything they can on that system. You know, they need games and they need games bad. And I guess in one sense, it kind it, it does make sense that they would go to Wii Sports a little, you know, again. Um, you know, to to talk about. You know the 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 sports. You know the, now they're adding Wii Motion Plus controls and that kind of stuff. Well, you know that stuff kind of appeared in Wii Sports Resort uh, on the Wii as well. So, you know, the, the, to call that new is not a whole lot because they already had that in in the in that game. But you know, I kind of I can't fault them too badly for just trying to get games on the system. It's definitely something that they have to do they 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 definitely need something to sell because you know the the common theme across every every podcast that I've listened to every article I've read about the Wii U is that there just aren't any games so you know it makes sense to put it on there but it just seems like you know to release a game from just last system which is one of the highest you know considering you know, Patman. You know, Bruce was saying earlier to me that 
Patman was saying that you know everybody's gotten this game for free. Why are they selling it for for you know if you bought them all over again, maybe fifty bucks again? It's it's a, it's a little infuriating, but it still it makes sense, I guess. You know that they would try to do it again. At least at least now you know it's it's an option rather than a requirement. You know it's you know you can and and they split it up into into the individual sports rather than buying the complete package that you have to buy for fifty bucks. You know if you just like bowling, well you can just buy bowling. You know for a couple bucks. And. <sighs> I feel like a bit of a cop out reneging on my initial venom, but but it yeah, makes but sense. Yeah, but your mind changed. This is actually a good point that you're actually admitting to that. Yeah. Because you're one of the few people on the internet outside of maybe me and Glacinator and Pat who will admit their mind changed rather than just writing their incorrect or quickly thought opinion into the fucking dirt like Slim Pickens and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a joke from a movie nobody outside of me seen never mind uh so uh, i applaud you for that because uh, i understood your initial reaction Mm -hmm. but then i used my superpower which is just apathy to anything i want it to be uh or want to be apathetic to it and you know so my take is completely different but there's nothing wrong with that i mean as somebody who's given nintendo their money for as long as you have and has been loyal to them that initial burst of anger is is completely understandable mm-hmm. before you think about it. I mean, I kind of wish in one respect that Glacinator was here because I suspect his take would be even more... Um, venomous? Vir- yeah, virulent, venomous, venomous than yours is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just that, like, it's... I guess it, it's 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 the it's the continued squeezing of that turnip to get the blood out, you know, of of the Wii Sports franchise. Like it, it was such a huge hit and such a big reason why the the original Wii was was a success. It makes sense, but it's like, come on, give me something new. And even I mean, you know, the Wind Waker was was a was a was a big game for for GameCube. Like, I I think there are other games that they could be. If if they're gonna go the HD remake route, there are other games that are that are more worthy of the treatment to to give it a second shot at life rather than Wii Sports. You know, you know what I mean? That, that that's part of where my part of my 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 venom. Came I do, from. but here's my take on it. Mm. First off, you paid for it the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, the two and a half beer ninja skills are coming out. I didn't say that to him in text chat. On Facebook, so Patman, you're more than welcome to call me a pussy the next time we're chatting on Facebook. But you paid for the damn thing. In Japan, in Japan, they uh, no, 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 no. no, no. It, it, just, just as as an additional aside, the Wii Sports you had to buy separate in Japan. Screw the Japanese; they won't buy 360s or they won't buy Microsoft products. So fuck them; they get what they deserve. Um, and that's not me. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I said Microsoft products. I just hate the Japanese and the Weeaboos who love them. Um. There goes my ever going to Japan. Uh, anyway, beer, beer cast. Oh, you're lucky. I'm actually was kind of t- slightly tired before the podcast, so the ranting's going to take probably more effort than I have to give at this point. But truthfully, the truth is, is you paid for that. Uh, this concept, you got it for free because you bought a bundle, or it came with it. Bullshit. <laughs> you paid for it. 
one way or another, <laughs> you know, because uh, they never gave you an option of without it. They may have at the end, but the, but when it its phenomenon was in full swing, you know, it's kind of the to me the Wii Sports being bundled in is kind of the same thing as Connect. Microsoft could give you a skew without it, but they're basically giving you the big middle finger and telling you, no, we're not doing that. Pay us an extra hundred bucks. Except they've at least been so stupid about it as to make it easy to calculate how much you're, or at least people think, myself included to a certain extent, you know, well, if Sony's is four ninety nine or three ninety nine, and and Microsoft's is four ninety nine, that must mean Connect Two costs a hundred bucks. It's not a hard, you know, it's not a hard, it's a not, yeah, it's an easy place to go to when you look at the price differences. So that's really my thing. I've always had a difficult time myself personally too with thinking I got it for free because it was bundled in. You know, I mean, again. For the four millionth time, these companies are in the business to make money. <laughs> They're not going to give you too much for free. Um, the second thing is, well, yeah, this is squeezing more blood out of a stone. If it was true prostitution, they would have just told you, give us 50 damn dollars for the whole shit and thing. Have a nice day. The option of buying individual sports as you go is a pretty awesome thing as far as I'm concerned. Because when I play Wii Sports, the times I do, and I still do, you know, even even now, um, I don't play every sport. Some of the controls are too janky. Like, their idea of a golf, golf controls are just fucked as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever play golf. Uh, in Wii Sports Resort, I don't, you know, the archery thing is kind of fun the first few times, but then it kind of becomes a <laughs> an elbow twisting nightmare with the nunchuck and the and the Wiimote. Um, truthfully, I, if I had the Wii U, I would be happy with tennis, bowling, because there's no doubt some of my family members would eventually play the Wii U, and many of them like bowling, and and the baseball, and I'd be good to go. You know, and maybe try some others as I saw fit. So there's that. That to me is actually a a pretty decent feature for something that's being that's already exists and being added to another system. Um, the total price of it again goes back to what we talked about a minute ago. In this case, unlike Zelda, I think that fifty bucks is too high for the whole set. Uh, but. I I don't overall I don't think this is a bad idea on Nintendo's part. You know, yes, it came with the Wii U, quote unquote for or excuse me, the Wii for quote unquote free. Yes, everybody and their grandmother already has a Wii, but it's if it makes them a few bucks, and didn't cost them that much, and and. When I say a few bucks, I mean to people who buy the whole thing like they've never played Wii Sports before. Maybe they played it at a friend's house, so on and so forth. And believe it or not, those people do exist. I know there's Wiis literally freaking everywhere. But uh, I, I think the real moneymaker here is going to be the people that pay two or three bucks or, you know, 
by two or three of their favorite Wii Sports titles because they upgraded to a Wii U. And bottom line, again, no matter what you believe about it, it's optional. You don't have to do a damn thing. For those of you that own a Wii U and a Wii, if you want to play Wii Sports, then hook up your Wii. <laughs> and call it a day. You know? Yep. I think that's why I have a hard time getting any kind of emotion built up about these HD remakes. Because in a lot of cases, maybe not Wind Waker as much, although you still have your cube and, and, the, and the cartridge. You know, a lot of this, yeah, okay, you want to get bent out of shape because they're just whoring out the same title over and over again. That I kind of get, I kind of get the point. But the bottom line is, is you just ignore it. If it doesn't sell for shit, they won't try it again. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nothing scares them faster than poor sales. But you know, because believe me, I've seen a lot of unfiltered, irrational rage. That, 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 you know, it's just like, why? Why are you wasting your energy on something that you don't even have to, you know, acknowledge that it exists? I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? As a Wii U owner, John, do you see yourself even spending 10 bucks to get something on the Wii or uh, of Wii Sports? Or are, you, or are you in the category where, oh, okay, fair enough, whatever, I'm... But it's it's not gonna get my money. Yeah, I I, I don't think so. Espe- like especially since the Wii U plays Wii games, <laughs> and 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 uh, if you you know you hook, it, you hook it up with the HDMI, it even gives it a, a, a small you know visual boost. With because of the just because of it's you know kind of it's outputting in 1080p right. right. So so. I don't think so. Just because I can slip my, you know, my Wii Sports disc in there and get, the, you know, especially Wii Sports Resort, like that—that's fully Wii, you know, Wii uh, Motion Plus compatible. It doesn't have the online, doesn't have the the club uh, aspect, you know, with the community aspect of it. But if if you just want to play Wii Sports bowling, just pop in Wii Sports Resort and you're good to go. So I don't think I'll be buying any any of these because <laughs> I have I have Sports Resort sitting right there on the shelf, right next to my my entertainment system. But that's but that's me personally. But you know, I don't I don't think I don't think I will be. I think there's a market we're not seeing here. There's some metric that's telling Nintendo that there's more people to. And I'll tell you what I think it is. And it would be something that would be almost impossible to gauge because people are such filthy, whorish liars on the internet. I think there's people who skipped the Wii because, oh god, Nintendo abandoned us. Mm-hmm. That bought the Wii U. That just couldn't take being away from Nintendo anymore. I think there's more of those people than we than 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 we give credit. There's got to be. I mean. <laughs> They wouldn't. They would. They wouldn't put it out if there was for no reason. Other than, other than like I said, like other than they just need to fill the void that's that's there on the Wii U in terms of, in terms of the number of games that are available. That can't be the only reason. But you know, for that reason, it does make sense. But it can't be the only reason. Well, I that's the thing. I mean, again, it becomes one of those issues where there's a multitude of potential markets here, and 
I think we're all just, I, I mean, each of us individually as gamers are keying in on one, why it's a stupid idea. But when you look at all the puzzle pieces together, people who have a Wii U that want to just buy a couple and not have to pop in their Wii disc, people who've never played Wii Sports before, people who skipped the Wii but bought a Wii U, you know, I, I, th- I think when you get the, if you could get all the jigsaw pieces, you know, puzzle pieces together, mm-hmm. I think it would probably make a hell of a lot more sense and probably means it's, you know, and it probably isn't the worst idea Nintendo's ever had. And again, for how little it costs to manufacture, I mean, obviously printing physical discs is going to bump the manufacture cost up a little bit, uh, especially if they just sit there. I don't think Nintendo, this is one of those real no-lose situations for Nintendo. You yeah. know, it, it, it it's just like this Wii, I mean, this Wii Fit U. We're not going to talk <laughs> about it at all if, I can, if we can help it. Uh... You know, they're adding a bunch of stuff to that, that that ties right in with the Wii U. So while it's got the fit name in there, you know, it's actually more of a Wii U app. Yeah. Based oh, off the... of an old, based off of the original Wii Fit. Yeah, they're definitely pushing that as an app. Right, and they should be, because that's that's exactly what I get from not only this article that we both have in front of us, but also others I read this week. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Nintendo would have been smarter to let the news of the uh, HD remake of Wii Sports calm down a day or two before they announced the whole Wii. F- what are the hell are they calling it officially? Wii Fit You, because yeah. a lot of people are tying them together. Is oh, they're looking them hoard out, hoard out. But in re- reality, this Wii Fit You looks like it's something that would be perfect standalone for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I think they're hoping it's a bit of a companion piece. Exactly. Well, and also, too, you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times in the past, John. Trade-in people. How many people traded in a Wii to get a Wii U? See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The more I think about it, the more I think there's a market there. I just don't know if it's... I just don't know if it's big enough to to warrant the the expense or to warrant the effort. I'm not even sure it's expense. I think it's just effort. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I I probably would have traded in my Wii U for my Wii for the Wii U, like you say. But uh, I'm so glad to hear you fucked that up like I have already two times. <laughs> but the the only thing the only thing that kept me from doing it was the GameCube support, because I have GameCube games that I haven't played, and, and actually, Wind Waker was one of the reasons why I wanted to keep my Wii U so I could still play that game. Did it again? That's twice in a row. Shit, even I'm not messing up that bad. You meant uh, the, me. The, you said Wii U again. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I kept my Wii so that I could play Wind Waker and Double Dash and those kinds of games. So that that you know that was the only reason why I, I didn't trade up. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, eh. it's going to be it, again. It's one of those topics, and my my quote unquote uh, Phantom Stealth rant may be on very, may be on the topic of ignore. It's one of those things that some people losing their shit over, and it's like, seriously, you wasted energy out of your day to panic about something that affects you in no way, shape, or fucking form unless you open your wallet? Good lord. <laughs> Wish I had that kind of time on my hands. I could get a hell of a lot more done. Uh, <laughs> so that's enough Nintendo stuff. Let's move to the Sony... We're not bitching about them necessarily story. Um, 
The headlines pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Sony launched library of PS3 games through Gaikai in 2014. Apparently, I can pronounce Japanese words better when I'm drunk because I can't get them with the shit when I'm sober. Um, the libraries will stream to the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation Vita through the PS Vita TV that apparently only Japan's getting until enough pitchforks and torches have been come out. Uh, my question, John, has actually, actually nothing to do with the fact that they put a date on it. My question is something that we may have kind of talked about a little bit or nibbled around the edges but never talked about specifically. As a Sony PlayStation 4 owner, and I, of course we're talking hypothetically here, he doesn't have one, it's not even out yet, you clowns. Are you more comfortable with a streaming library service that's first party or something like this that's going through an enemy... Oh, I was going to try and say a, a really fancy term and it ain't going to happen. Through a third party company like Gaikai. Well, Gaikai was bought by Sony. So, I mean, to, to handle this kind of stuff. So I would hope... Excuse me. Okay, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> you didn't need to hear that belch. Uh, audience but anyway um yeah i i you know for sony to have bought you know or at least i i, I think they bought gaikai but supposedly they, have... they did but but i i'm still since they keep bringing up the name i'm still considering it third party handling some of sony's first party ps3 titles yeah like bottom line as long as it works and and you know I John Keogh here in in Newfoundland with my with my internet connection. If I can play PS3 titles that actually stream well enough that I, I don't experience too much lag, that that it gets distracting, and I can and then this works, like I have no problem with Gaikai handling it. It it ha it has to work. Like the whole streaming thing, the the um. What's the system that does all the streaming? Uh, the OnLive. You know, OnLive had to work. Like all this stuff with streaming and all this multimedia stuff that has has depended so much on on bandwidth and and, and internet speeds. Like it just goes for a complete. <laughs> if it doesn't work, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't work. Like I could I could, like in my mind, PS. You know, and and we're gonna get into this I guess you know, in a little bit about how similar. The Xbox One is right now to the PS4 in terms of features and power and all that kind of stuff. PS4 is with this Gaikai stuff. That that is what is pushing it ahead of ahead of the Xbox One for me a little bit. But it has to work. It, if it doesn't, forget it. Like you know, I mean, you, you might work. You might work in major centers where where high speed internet is not a not a problem. But if it doesn't work everywhere, it's not a feature anymore. It it becomes a it becomes an albatross. It becomes something that that's it's there, but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's not a it's not an add-on. It's not a it's not a value gain. It's it becomes bullshit if it does if it doesn't work. So it has to work everywhere. Yeah, mute button. Well, it should work in places where you're able to get at least a one. Megabyte per second. Well, whatever, Broadband whatever, connection. Yeah, well, whatever it is. Like, I'm not going to buy a P, an old like uh, or you know start playing PS3 games on a PS4 if it doesn't work. 
if it if it doesn't feel as natural as it does as putting the disc directly into my PS3 that I already have, forget it. Oh, you're <laughs> fucked then. You might as well just keep your PS3. Because I mean, I'll get into that portion of why you might as well just keep the PS3. You're screwed here in a second. I just was curious because that's you know it, it's the it's the old lame ass team building cliche of you know the longer the chain gets or hell it's even more lamer Red Rover game you played in elementary school you know the longer the chain gets the easier it is to break mm-hmm. and that was my concern because Microsoft's talked about cloud services and they've been really coy about what else they're gonna do with it but I assume that streaming games is coming as well. Um, right now, Sony's obviously had a li- some, but I just, the more I kept seeing the name Gaikai, 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 it's like, well, I knew Sony had bought them out or bought the technology out, but if Sony's in-house folks aren't handling it, I just wondered if that's going to, you know, make the consumer more leery rather than it was just part of PlayStation Network, you know? Yeah. I, I think the average, pe- the average consumer doesn't give a shit about whether it's Gaikai or Sony first party. You're right. I said something incorrect. I should have said educated consumer. The educated consumer might... might, might <clears> not gill holes yeah. like Carlos. <laughs> um, Joe, there's Joe a name. Bo- yeah, yeah, you're totally... There's a Carlos. name that only comes up when I'm drinking now. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Joe Blow, Joe Blow Sixpack does not care. He just, wants his, he just wants his game to work. And if it doesn't, that... that, that PS4 owner is just going to be pissed off. Just to be a complete sarcastic asshole. You know the funny thing is is that Joe Blow six-pack example makes for good radio. But the truth be told, they're playing the latest and greatest shooter that they're trying to own noobs and and stick their sweaty (laughs) balls in their face. You know what I'm saying? Truthfully, the the average Halo, Killzone, Madden, douche waffle doesn't give a shit about this service. You know, it's it's guys like us who have our little favorites, and we want to be able to play them in some format. Um, personally, to me, as much as I'm for digital distribution, I think I'm going to be hanging on to my Xbox 360. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not trusting enough. And the reason I say that is because... Um, one sec, dog attack, sorry. The what? <laughs> Sorry, audience. I'll cut the dead air out there, John. No, my dog came in here. It was jumping oh, all over me. You, 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 I was going to say, I thought you said dog attack. but And it turns out it was dog attack. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it was a friendly one. Believe me, my microphone's sensitive enough. You'd have heard growling and screaming if she'd actually gotten a hold of me. Uh, I just didn't have my door shut tight enough, and she bumped it in. It's her time of day, i.e. feeding time. Mm. And she's like, you know, this podcast bullshit sucks. Because I get fed later. Uh, I'm sure all the people listening, the one or two that are left, because they knew we were doing this beforehand and they're laughing at us, not with us. Uh, really wanted to know that. Anyway, um, if I may have one 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 final word from me about about it about the guy Kai thing, I think it is a smart way to have <clears throat> quote unquote backwards compatibility without having to build it into the system. I th- I think it's smart. And, and but like I said, it has to work. If you know, like I would love to be able to play PS2 games that I, that I love or PS3 games that I love on a new system. I, I I'm I'm a big proponent of not, of minimizing the number of 
big ass machines on my entertainment system. If my PS4 can do it and it works, that I I do think that's pretty cool. See, I'm getting but, to the point where I like having them all lined up and on little shelves and things that I fabricate out in my shop here. <laughs> so I'm well, kind of I'm kind of getting the collector itch <laughs> now, which I didn't used to have. Yeah. Um, but the, here's the thing, though. You just brought up a really relevant point, and you poor pathetic bastards listening, and John, who's now going to have to stay up later because we're doing this last story, damn it. Um, <laughs> I think, truthfully, a lot of this was pure marketing. Because here's the problem. There was no fucking way for there to be backwards compatibility. It's impossible. For Physically you, for impossible. You, yeah, yeah. For you thick-headed dumb shits in, in listener land, it's not... Possible. It's like trying to play a Mac game on a PC. It's not gonna fucking happen. Because <laughs> there's still people bitching about backwards compatibility. Make it happen. It can't. It's physically impossible. <laughs> it's a different chip. You'd have. It's a different entire architecture. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have a better chance of shoving the disc up your ass. Which, believe me, some of the people I see bitching, I wish they would. Um, you know, and and so you actually probably hit the dirty little secret right there on the head. Who they don't give a shit if it works. It got them through E3 and the backwards compatibility whining. Because I still see it on the Xbox side and slight little bit on the Sony side, but a lot of it on the Sony side has gone away. Oh, we'll have Gaikai. We'll have Gaikai. It'll be awesome. It'll be streaming. Yeah, it might be okay. The only thing that thinks makes me think it might work in a in a, in a in a system like Sony's, you know, the problem with um, the other one that you mentioned that's now gone bankrupt, the Pat Love making fun of for reasons I was never really clear on, is that nobody knew who it was. If that had been Microsoft on live, it might have done better. But your problem was with them is you're a new company trying to push a new method of playing games in a country like Canada and the U.S. where it's not going to be possible in a lot of places. So they were kind of doomed from the start. And truthfully, I think the reason Gaikai sold out was because they were going the same way. Yeah. You know. um, But honestly, I, I don't even think you should look at it as a feature, period. I think you should look at it as a nice bonus if you get a PS4. You know, because, I mean, Netflix streaming on my Ethernet hardwired desktop PC works really well. I never have any issues. Now, I do also have a 70 megasecond cable connection, <laughs> so I'm not your typical gamer, obviously. You know, I'm, and I'm aware that, that I'm a spoiled brat bastard. I get that. But... Wirelessly, I've been pretty impressed with how good Netflix is. So I see potential for it, John. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but because you're obviously streaming a lot more information and different types of data with a game versus a movie. Yeah, well, there's inputs with a game, right? Rather than just right passively and, watching. And, and lag time, you know, between the the player inputting, not lag like you guys are thinking of. <laughs> there was a definition before it was. <laughs> for lag long before online games came around. You know, you're going to have that little bit of feedback or, or, or lag time between... There's a better term for it. <laughs> Good luck me thinking of it. Um, that's going to be an issue. But my sense is, is 
as well as Netflix does with its specific job these days, I don't think streaming games is that far behind. I.e., mm. within the next year or two, it's probably really going to be possible. On a consistent basis. On almost any kind of connection. Yeah, you you, you, you can stream Netflix. I mean, even in the slightly downgraded visual, like... Um, like there's an option in Netflix to to stream with a lower uh, I don't know, bit rate or you know so many gigs per per minute whatever or per hour whatever it is mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know there's a slight there's a slight decrease in in quality that you can barely perceive that allows it to you know you stream it to you know if you have a um, a cap on your monthly cable bill. Oh, the bandwidth. You have the bandwidth, bandwidth. The bandwidth thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you you take a small hit in the quality. You have a you know, bandwidth cap. Uh, I don't, but oh. because of the service I I pay for. But some people do, like like Roger does, for example, right? And um, so, so Netflix has that option to to have a lower grade video quality. Like I want, I, I I don't know how the Gaikai will work, but if, you know, if they can do that and still allow you to, you know. To improve the input lag by having a lower quality video output, you know, maybe there's things that they can do to help that, right? Well, the bottom line is, is from Sony's perspective, it saved them the headache on the backwards compatibility PR. Mm-hmm. It helped. It was a key. It was an element. I wouldn't say a key one. And then winning E3 for all that was worth, which was shit all. Um. And even if it doesn't work all the time, they go, look, we're offering it. You have a way to play your PS3 games. Trade in your PS3. Dumb shits. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, I think their entire marketing department has been switched over. Not it has, only because it has to be. Not only because of this story, or the story we just did, but because of this one. Nice segue. Where, yeah, that's probably one of my best ones uh, ever uh, in three fuck, almost three fucking years. Connect-like navigation coming to PS4, says Sony. And I literally did the Home Alone kid thing when I saw this. <laughs> I didn't scream. I just did the, I had my mouth was open and I slapped my cheeks. Gesture-based navigation of the PlayStation 4 operating system akin to Connect on Xbox One could be introduced via a post-launch update which was planned all along. I added that last bit, as you can imagine. Oh, speaking at a roundtable during Tokyo Game Show, Sony Computer Entertainment Japan executive Masayusa Ito indicated that this was one of the features the new PlayStation I could adopt through system updates, but it could go deeper. Ito is quoted as... Is quoted by, reported on by Eurogate, that sentence is fucked up, and I read it word for word. That was not me drunk and reading it. Wow. Um, though he would not el- elaborate on what the deeper features were. Da, 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 da. We don't care anymore. Those fucking sneaky pricks. I, oh my god. It's the same, they're the same fucking console. It's amazing how, how, how little difference there is right now. Then, I mean, if. I, I don't. I, I would be surprised if the PlayStation I, um, you know, supports the, the detail. Look at the picture. But oh, it, it looks the same. Oh, it's oh, Connect I mean, 1.0. They just stole the cocksucker. Yeah, exactly right. But whether that thing does the same detail that a Connect does, but you know, from 
your you know, your day to day functionality, like being able to sit on the couch and tell Netflix to pause and, and play and fast forward and stuff, or you know, you know, using your hand to, to pick icons and stuff. It's am- amazing how this genera- the next generation of consoles has so little difference between the two the two main you know front runners. Right. I guess I'm gonna have to dig up whatever I said at E3 because I know I said something close to this. They're the same fucking console. It's this is all down to PR. Mm-hmm. They have hosed gamers like nobody's business. And as much as I really love bashing on Sony, I gotta applaud them. I mean, they're cunts, but I have got to applaud them for this <laughs> shit. It's the same goddamn same system. Thing. And I'm sure in the deep bowels of Microsoft, somebody who ever implemented the we got to have connect with SKU is getting waterboarded unmercifully. Yeah, like, I tell you, on, on, the, on the Xbox One side, whatever games come out have, have better have, they have better have some amazing integration of Connect 2.0, because otherwise, like you said, it's the same, like, the two consoles are almost identical with the exception of exclusive software titles, it, they're they're basically the same deal. It's it's quite something. Now, see, you're you're thinking like an intelligent person. You got to think like the hive mind. They have got <laughs> to they have got to keep connect out of everything. Yeah, it's there for you to masturbate to while you're watching Netflix or capture videos or pat running around without his pants on, which I think happens less these days. He's got a kid now. But, um, but it, it, I mean, so the, the master stroke now really boils down to include it on it and make them take it, <laughs> i.e. Wii Sports, or don't include it and knock 100 bucks off. Mm-hmm. But truthfully... As much as I wanted to bring up the story to do a little ranting that basically they're the same fucking system, and I had I pretty much figured that out at E3 once I, you know, swam through the 40-weight motor oil of, you know, journal, supposed journalist. I don't even want to say what I'm thinking, but anyway, garbage. And started really looking at the specs, everything that was possible with both. I mean... It came down to a masterstroke of PR. But here's the thing I can't figure out. Sony's charging 100 bucks less, right? Yet still claiming they're going to lose money per system. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft, I've heard rumors, but nothing coming out of an MS executive. Now, uh, listeners at home, if you've seen something from an MS executive, not some drunken bum that walked into the game store you're making minimum wage in, but an actual post, an article with quotes, I'd, I'd be happy to see it and read it on the air. But, you know, so it doesn't, you know, I guess there's some long-term gain to be had from this short-term PR thing. You know, from the short-term PR win. Because you're still losing money. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that significant a difference. You know, if I looked at it in PC terms, like when I bought this PC that we're recording the show on, which is powered by an i5 Intel processor, 
The difference between the i5 and an i7 with the exact same memory and onboard crap video that I was going to replace with a video card anyway was about 250 or 260 bucks. And I think it had a few other bells and whistles, but it was just the tower. You know, I didn't need monitors, keyboards, all that crap. That's why I went with the cheaper version. If that same set, two set, two PCs was a hundred bucks difference, I'd have an i7 sitting here. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, totally. I mean, uh, if memory serves correctly, I don't even think it's an i5 to an i7. It's like four gigs of RAM versus eight gigs of RAM. Uh, not it? my case. Mine's got eight. They no, were no, both. Uh, the, they were both the uh, same on memory. No, no, what I mean is between the Xbox One and the PS4. Oh, you mean as far as hardware specs? As far as hardware specs, I think it's just a matter of RAM between the two. Uh, and they've even upgraded that. No, all, all I was trying to point out in my drunken, ridiculous way was the fact that it's going to take, if I've got the cash in hand, it's going to, or, you know, the ability to pay off the bill at the end of the month, it's going to take more than 100 bucks. To steer me one way or the other solely on price is what I'm trying to say. Right. You see what I, you know, because if, if, if the Intel 7 box had been only 100 bucks more, you know, considering they had the same amount of memory, same everything else, then I would have bought that. You're getting double the processing power for 100 bucks. But 100 bucks alone is not enough to make me buy a Sony. Just boom, bang. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hey, if the NSA is watching everything, I, see, that's the other thing. People are not having fun with the possibility of the NSA watching everything you do on Connect. I mean, a few nights of me watching fine adult cinema with no pants on, they'll quit watching what I'm doing. Fuckers. <laughs> Although, then again, maybe not. Um... Which would be it'd suck to be an amateur porn star for free, um, you know. But then again, maybe not. Uh, I I just don't. It it every time I see a story like this, I just go, I knew it, I knew it, <laughs> and I, you know, and it's like you feel vindicated on one hand, but the hive mind's already made up their mind. You know, the, the battle lines have been formed. I think at this point, pretty much the hardcore Microsoft or the, the, you know, people have made up their minds that with the rescinded policies, they're buying a Xbox One. And the interesting thing will be to see, and actually, we'll, we'll close it with this. If the iToy itself doesn't sell very well by itself, right? Mm -hmm. As a peripheral rather than something that's included. What do you think is more likely? Sony just doing away with it all together or Sony bundling it in next year at some point or down the road period at some point? Well, it's... It, it, I mean, as with most of Sony's add-ons and extra things, it really comes down to the software that it supports. You know, if, if they're actually serious about, you know, gesture-based you know, inputs and microphone use. If they don't have the software that 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 supports it, they're not going to bundle it. Like, why, why would they? Like, I think the the move has. 
I can't say the move has failed, but you know it hasn't had the success of of the Connect and stuff because it hasn't had the software that would you know that pushes it. Um, I, I think the same thing would apply with the PS4. If if if, it, if they don't have the games that make it worthwhile, you know, if it's if it's just Netflix add-ons and and you know. Um, what's the word looking for? Like, you know, operating system gesture-based, you know, I can turn on my copy of PS3 Journey on on Gaikai <laughs> by, by a wave of my hand. Like, if it's just that kind of bullshit, then it's not going to matter, but if it, you know, it will only work if they, if they actually focus on it and, and make it a part, an, an integral part of the system. Ooh! You bring up another excellent point. Are future PSN games going to eventually mm. transfer to Gaikai only? I'd, I'd be shocked if, if they didn't. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a you know, in my mind, it's an easy thing to transition because it's already digital. It's already there. You know, it's not like. They've got to make the. I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't, I don't know how much how much different it would be to put a disc game on 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 the uh, transfer it to digital, so to speak. But because I, I assume that it's all it all runs on servers. That there isn't some, you know, <laughs> you know, a hundred thousand PS3 sitting in some warehouse, all with the disc sitting in the drive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. You know, so it has to be digital versions of these games. So. Yeah, but PSN's already there, you know? Well, I'm sure as much as the audience wants to slaughter me with an axe for bringing up an MMO again in this show, that's actually your indication of whether or not streaming's going to work and how well it'll work. Because, you know, you are emulating a massive world on a server with mm-hmm. untold numbers of players if it's popular running around and most of the time, and trust me, I play everything these days from really popular ones to ones that are kind of on their downhill slide a little bit. And they, most MMOs after launch have got it down cold. And while that's not streaming, it's definitely something that's not sitting in, you, you know, like the last one that I bought on disc was Guild Wars 2. My disc doesn't spin up every time I launch it. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so mm-hmm. I think actually it would be a mistake to start rushing the arcade or PSN games over too fast. Let it let the bugs be worked out with the back catalogs. So by that, I mean give the option of putting it on your hard drive for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I've I've stored... I don't. I haven't stored a ton because I always forget the damn things there. Uh, I've stored quite a number of saves on my uh, what cloud service we have now with Xbox 360, and it seems to work fine. Mm-hmm. I've never had any issue with corruption or anything like that. Have you actually used that? Um, I'm trying to think if I have. There was one. There's some game that I I saved my game saves to the cloud, but. I, I really haven't had a need to switch consoles in order to use the cloud, so to speak, you know? 
Well, for me, my experiments, and I think that's I think there's four or five saves, and I think my experiments were limited to arcade titles. Mm-hmm. You know, so if something went horribly wrong, then it was just an arcade title, not a 60-hour RPG. Mm-hmm. Things, look, bottom line, we said this last week, I think, driving everybody nuts, I'll say it again. Things are changing. Whether we like it or whether we don't, things are changing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mo- motion control, cloud, digital. It's not slowing down, folks, because you got out the pitchforks and torches. It's just slowly building up steam. So, Pardon yeah. the pun. Part, not really. Um, so if you'd like to get in touch with us, Tell us whether or not this drunken episode was better than others. Um, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I think the comedy was more from unintended, ridiculous shit happening at inopportune moments <laughs> uh, than planned jokes or just funny one-liners. Uh, we have a ton ton of ways you can do that. Um, the first is our Facebook. It's Wonderpot Online, all in word, Facebook. Unless you're an obvious spot, send us a friend request. We'll accept it. The second place we have is wonderpotonline.com. It's a website. Not too much being posted there, but the one thing, in case you're not aware of it at this point, is I post this podcast at that website. Usually the day after the podcast, I wouldn't hold your breath on this particular show. Um, I'm going to be happy at this point if the fucking audio file gets to where people can find it. Uh, so, And when I do that post, I use an embedded player. Now, most sites have given up on them, but I like them. allows you to not junk up your hard drive or your mobile device with MP3s. So there you go. There's an embedded player. Now, if you do like downloading MP3s, we are on iTunes like everybody else. Just search WonderPod or look around the store. We're there. Uh, we're also at archive.org. If you don't like iTunes, again, search WonderPod. We have a Twitter. It's at <coughs> WonderPod online, all one word. Um, we have YouTube accounts, WonderPod Online, 36Wii YouTube account, my YouTube account, Bruce McGee, Placinators, John, or no, John doesn't have one, Chris, Chris Lloyd, our buddy Chris Lloyd, with his Spanish YouTube channel. And, oh, to hell with it, if none of that works for you, we also have an email address. It's WonderPod at WonderPodOnline.com, WonderPod at WonderPodOnline.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at O-R-I-G-I-M, where you can follow John on Twitter. At John Kehoe, K- <laughs> Ah, for fuck's sake. J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. First fuck up on that for John. He's only yeah. got about four or five to go before he catches me on the new email address. <laughs> Until episode 177, which might be even crazier than episode 176 was. <laughs> I am Bruce McGee, oh. and I am out of here. See you, people. Sorry, kids. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let me add some dinner. <laughs>